Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Schaap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. By MinnowsPlus.com. From baits to waiters, if it helps you catch a fish, they have it. And now, from the Short Grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Schaap. The Ryder Cup is upon us, and USA Captain Steve Stricker has his team assembled. Daniel Berger, Patrick Cantlay, Bryson DeChambeau, Harris English, Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas will take on Team Europe, captained by Padraig Harrington. His team consists of Paul Casey, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Sergio Garcia, Tyrell Hatton, Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry, Roy McElroy, Ian Poulter, John Rahm, Bernd Weisberger, and Lee Westwood. Whistling Straits in Kohler, Wisconsin is where it will go down after being pushed back a year because of COVID. You will need to tune in to the Golf Channel on Friday, September 24th from 8.30 in the morning to 7 at night for all of that day's coverage. And then on NBC from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Saturday, September the 25th and noon to 6 p.m. for the singles matches on Sunday the 26th. All of those times are Eastern, so make sure you know which time zone you are in. Coming up after the break, I sit down with Roy Saunders. Roy is the son-in-law of Mr. Arnold Palmer and is currently the vice president at Bay Hill Golf and Lodge. You will learn how you can go and play Bay Hill in Orlando, Florida. There's not going to be a rules segment this week. Our interview with Mr. Saunders was just too good to cut any of it out, and we went a little over. I spent quite a bit of time with him when I went down to Orlando to interview him. He is a great guy, and you're going to love the interview with Mr. Roy Saunders. Blackman Auctions has been in the auction business since 1938. Find out more information about Blackman Auctions by visiting them on the web at blackmanauctions.com. We are back with Roy Saunders after the break. Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of SureLife products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at minnowsplus.com. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor his show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. 
Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman auctions. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. In July, I traveled to Orlando, Florida to sit down with new UCF football head coach Gus Malzahn. After we recorded the podcast, we went and played Bay Hill. What surprised me the most was that we were going to both play Bay Hill for the first time in our lives, and we were going to be hosted by Roy Saunders and Michael Cantrell of Coca-Cola Orlando. Now, Roy Saunders is the vice president of Bay Hill and married to Mr. Arnold Palmer's daughter, Amy. On the tee here on From the Short Grass is Mr. Roy Saunders. Welcome to From the Short Grass, and this is going to be a treat. Well, Trey, it's wonderful to have you back here at Bay Hill. Had such a great time the first time we met, getting the, uh, having the opportunity to play a round of golf with uh, Gus Malzahn, uh, the UCF head coach now. He's got a big game tonight, so I'll be pulling for Gus. Yeah, he does. And, he does and, have and a the big UCF game. team, but uh, and also our friend Michael from Coca Cola. So it was a good. It was a good day. It was a good Welcome day. Welcome back, and, and I uh, thank you so much, and I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I thank you for sitting down with me. I want to go back to when you started playing golf when did you first pick up a golf club well that goes way back um i'm 66 years old so when i turned four years old i was born and raised in gainesville florida and uh my mom and dad uh had a membership at the gainesville golf and country club and i was one of the little squirts out there got to play a little junior golf so at four years of age i started playing golf who taught you the game was it your dad or was it a pga pro there at the club Believe it or not, I've never had a lesson. I just played golf. So I've just grabbed a club and hit it, and that's, I've, I've never had any formal training at all. Now, I've, I've had a few people, you know, give me a few pointers, one of them, Mr. Palmer. Sure. But, uh, but uh, lessons, never had them. Never had a lesson. I'm yeah. amazed at that because when we played, I wouldn't say that you've never had a lesson. Self-taught, and um, you know, it's just one of those things. I try not to overthink it. I think the uh, Mr. Palmer told me this. He said, "You're trying too hard. Just just play golf." So I, I've kind of kept that throughout my life, even before I knew Mr. Palmer. And uh, but uh, it's it's been fun just playing golf and do what I do naturally. And I'm I'm okay. I'm a, I'm a good weekend golfer. That's about it. You married Mr. Palmer's daughter, Amy. And what do you remember about the first time you met Arnold Palmer? Um, well, I, I was a little nervous getting to meet Mr. Palmer. And the first time I met him, well, Amy and I were dating at that point. So it was fun to meet him as just a guy dating his daughter. And um, not too terribly long after that, uh, Amy and I got engaged. And that's when I had to go to sit down with Mr. Palmer and ask him if I could marry his daughter. And that was a, that was a little intimidating, um, but things worked out well. He was great. He just wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing, and I said, yes, sir. And he said, okay. I was young. So was Amy. But you got the right answer. I got the right answer. <laughs> yeah. And here you and Amy are down here at Bay Hill, and I saw this on Twitter the other day. In 1965, Mr. Palmer said to his wife, Winnie, babe, I've just played the best golf course in Florida, and I want to own it. And here you and I sit today, and, man, this is a magnificent golf course. Well, thank you. Yeah, he, he, he saw how special Bay Hill was back then. Back in 1965, uh, Bay Hill was somewhat in the middle of nowhere uh, in, in Orlando's history, if you will. It was out in the orange groves, and 
He liked the fact that it was out here uh, by itself, protected by uh, the Butler chain of lakes, which are to our west. So uh, it was really a very pristine environment, great golf course. Uh, and he just fell in love with it. Had a came down here and played a, an exhibition uh, with Mr. Nicholas and I believe uh, some another gentleman. I can't recall the name at the moment, but anyway, they had such a great day. And Mr. Palmer shot 65 and waxed them all. So holy cow! So <laughs> he was happy about that, and that's uh, that's when he went back and told Mrs. Palmer. He said, "This is it. We got to do this." Yeah, so. I think if I shot a 65 on a golf course, that'd be one of my favorites too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a great, great golf course. And then, of course, things changed around here a little bit because Disney came into mm -hmm. into the equation back in the early 70s. And I've been here since 1981 in Orlando just to see how Orlando's grown. has been pretty amazing. The Bay Hill Golf and Lodge, this is a place that generally anybody could come down here, stay, and play Bay Hill. Absolutely, yeah. We've uh, we're a membership club. We have a, we have a wonderful private membership here, but we do have a lodge. The way the lodge is configured right now, we have seventy two rooms, but we're in the process of doing some things to renovate it and have more suites than than individual lodge rooms. It's a great place to come and stay and play golf, and and if you wish to go to some of the uh, entertainment areas around here such as Disney World or Universal or SeaWorld uh, we're conveniently located but it's it's really primarily a good good great golf destination and we have meeting rooms too so folks can come here and have really intimate you know corporate meetings and stay play and meet eat it's a great place and you can't take a step inside of the lodge without seeing something or anywhere out here resembling Mr. Palmer Certainly, Mr. Palmer is throughout this club, and obviously what he did for Bay Hill and what he did for golf in general is just is you, you can't you know, got to appreciate his legacy, and I think that's what Bay Hill really is. It's, a, it's a, uh, so much around here. It's fun to walk around and look at it myself, and I've been doing this since 81, but sometimes you just got to stop and look at all the pictures and see what's here, and uh, it's, it's really a special place. It's almost like a museum of – Arnold Palmer's history in golf. Well, you could say that. We've got a lot of, there are some incredible legacy pieces here, if you will, from, uh, gosh, from photos on the walls to trophies and what have you. And um, we're, we're sitting right now in, in, a, in a suite here that we're calling the Cherry Hill Suite. And we actually have his jacket over here uh, from his, uh, the U.S. Open victory in 1960, along with the putter and other uh, memorabilia from specifically from that tournament, uh, which is really, really great. We're working with a gentleman, uh, David Normoyle, who's a golf historian, is working with us to, to help us organize the legacy of Mr. Palmer, if you will. And, and really, not that Bay Hill isn't special now, but we, we want to uh, tune it up a little bit, if you will, and have it really be a, have a great story here. So when you walk through it, it's, you know, it's a great place to appreciate what Mr. Palmer meant for golf. Mr. Palmer kept everything, did he not? He kept everything. <laughs> he kept everything. Uh, well, up in Latrobe, we have a warehouse full of stuff. And I mean, I'd say that literally. Uh, he, it could be as simple as something from a specific club or a, even, a, say, a book of matches all the way up to the Masters trophies and uh, the U.S. Open trophies and whatever. So there's a tremendous amount of memorabilia there, over 14,000 golf clubs. I don't know how many putters he has, but uh, his collection is 
is is immense. It's really fun. You were telling me a funny story earlier about he would get a club, he would look at it. This could be like basically right out of the box. Look at it, and he'd say like, uh, "This just doesn't look right." And he'd go right to the grinder and he'd grind it down. And I'm thinking, that's a brand new golf club. Nobody else would do that. Yeah, it was uh, it was really fun to watch to because uh, he he spent a lot of time in his workshop. Um, so he would he would start his day in this office and work till whatever ten o'clock in the morning at the, in the office, and then he'd go to the workshop, whether it's here at Bay Hill or up in Latrobe. And he was always tinkering with his clubs, but he would do that tray. He'd get a, I'd watched him open a brand new box of irons from, uh, and, and you know put his big mitts on it. He had just amazingly big, strong hands, and he'd look down that club and put it on the floor and give it the eye and. Then he'd flip on the grinder and walk over there and just start grinding away on this, sparks flying everywhere. And I'm going, my goodness. But he knew what he liked. And he was always re-gripping clubs, too. That was one of the things he, he loved to re- put those leather wraps on them. Another thing he loved were his fans. He never met a stranger, did he? No, no. Mr. Palmer really appreciated his fans immensely because – Obviously, they meant so much to him, but, uh, you know, uh, it was fun for him to connect with people out there, and, and he would look at, at the folks in the in the crowd and appreciate that they took their time to come see him. I think one thing that you told Gus and I when we played back in July that I think the listeners of this podcast would be interested to hear is the fact that he signed his autograph legibly, and there was a reason for that. Yes, yes, he's uh, <clears throat> he had his Arnold Palmer signature never changed, and he autographed everything himself, countless numbers of golf clubs, pictures, the whole ten yards. He was very, very committed to giving back. The Arnold Palmer Invitational, mm-hmm. named after Mr. Palmer, obviously, held here at Bay Hill, a, a stop on the PGA Tour early March. For those that would like to come down here and attend it, how can they do that? Well, the, you know, Orlando is uh, plenty of places to stay if you need to come down to uh, this area to come watch a tournament. If you don't live locally, obviously we got a tremendous fan base just right here locally. You know, the Bay Hill Club, we have lodges, lodge rooms here, uh, but there's plenty of, plenty of opportunities close by. But it's a great event, early March, part of the Florida Swing. You uh, started here back in 1979 is when the – the Citrus Open, as it was called back then, moved to Bay Hill and uh, became the, uh, the Bay Hill Invitational back then and then uh, changed to the Arnold Palmer Invitational not too many years ago. But uh, anyway, we wanted to have Mr. Palmer's name on that trophy. Uh, Amy worked hard with her dad to get that accomplished, and I was very, very happy to see it become the Arnold Palmer Invitational. One thing that I didn't realize about the Arnold Palmer Invitational until I played in the Southern AM one year is that the winner of the Southern AM got an exemption into the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Why was that important for Mr. Palmer to extend that invitation? Well, he liked giving back to, uh, to amateur golf. He, he had a real passion for that, and uh, he was approached by a good friend of his who was one of the directors of the Southern AM who came to the office and, 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 and if you will, made the pitch and – Mr. Palmer uh, liked what he heard, and, and, and gosh, you go back to those days, uh, he wanted to, to do what he could to help. So he, we committed to that for a number of years, um, did that for quite a while. But uh, when the Arnold Palmer Cup got in the swing uh, a few years later, we, we've now 
taken that one opportunity for a tournament like that. Uh, and, and we're taking that spot and giving it to the individual who is selected by the folks on the Arnold Palmer Cup team uh, to, to be the player uh, to get that exemption. And the Arnold Palmer Cup is a prestigious event in and of itself that's something to give back to amateurs and collegiate golfers, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Arnold Palmer Cup, it started out being just the Palmer Cup. First tournament was actually here at Bay Hill. It was called the Palmer Cup back then in 1997. It was a, a men's event back at that point, men uh, from Europe, Great Britain, and Ireland against the U.S. And uh, made the switch not too many years ago now where we have uh, men and women, and it's not just Great Britain and Ireland. It's the world against the United States. But uh, the college coaches select the best college players in the world, whether it's the U.S. team or the, the world team, and they compete against each other in a, in a Ryder Cup format, and it's just an, an awesome event. And it goes to some prestigious golf courses. Oh, the yes. Elotion Club in Little Rock, Arkansas yes. hosted it a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Stevens was very, very kind to host that event. I think he was you know, he's a good friend with Mr. Palmer with his uh, uh, friendship uh, at Augusta along with his father, mm-hmm. Jack Stevens. So, yeah, it's it's been it. Uh, you go through the list of all the great clubs that uh, the, the Arnold Palmer Cup has been – played it's it's very very impressive everything is changing golf is changing technology is changing where do you see the Arnold Palmer Cup in 10 15 20 years as strong as it is right now I do there you know there's I think to me it's it's such a prestigious event obviously Mr. Palmer meant so much to the game of golf and I do believe even the the young players that are that are playing now uh, that we were just up at Rich Harvest Farms and played up there and 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 all these players, I believe, really understand what Mr. Palmer meant to the game of golf. And, uh, and if you look back at the list of who has played on the Palmer Cup or the Arnold Palmer Cup, I mean, we've got – the list is immense. I don't even want to go rattle off all the names. But, you know, major championship winners, Ryder Cup players, it is, it is a top-notch, top-notch event. I was going to say, it's the future of golf. Absolutely, yeah. You've got uh, you know, the, the players who – have the the game and are selected to play in the Arnold Palmer Cup there's a high likelihood they're going to make it to the next level when you look around here and you talked a little while ago about Mr. Palmer was in his office and and the pitch came and his office was almost like a museum a mini museum in and of itself was it not yes yeah uh, both locations up in Latrobe and here at Bay Hill but um, yeah that was uh, it was fun to walk into his office and see all of the the things that he had done in his life, and he had his little collection of things. It was, you know, it wasn't, if you will, a, an organized display. It was more like, you know, he wanted certain things in the office, and there's some of the things were there uh, were fun to look at. His passion for aviation was 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 one of the things that you saw in the office a lot. You'd see, you know, the one Alpha Papa airplane models going from the beginning all the way to the Citation 10, which is last plane, and. Gosh, uh, he had a really cool hat from Richard Petty, the king. So yeah. he had the the NASCAR king and the known as the king of golf, and he had that hat in his office and, and a lot of other really cool things. But yeah, it was, it was fun to see. It was fun to watch people who have never been to Mr. Palmer's office walk in there and see him sitting at his desk, and he would immediately stand up and greet you and stuff. But you know, to look around and see things in that office were pretty cool. So yeah. was it an open-door policy? Uh, relatively speaking, you know, he, he, he welcomed – so many people to his office. Yeah, yeah. He enjoyed seeing people, but he was also just very giving of his time. 
when the renovation is done that is going on here at Bay Hill right now, I believe it's going to be done in time for the tournament. Better be. In the spring. <laughs> <laughs> We're under a significant renovation right now, and uh, we – the plan is to have it completed, you know, by the holiday season, whether that's Thanksgiving or Christmas. I'll get back with Still you. Still the holiday season. The holiday season. <laughs> so I, I fully plan to make that. But we're doing some really fun things to the club, proving our parking lot and some landscaping areas there. And then a uh, little tweak to the men's locker room. And then Mr. Palmer's office space upstairs, the, the foundation, the Arnold and Winnie Palmer Foundation will be located there, if you will. And we're going to have a, uh, a really wonderful display if you will of the legacy of mr palmer's life you know, will be presented up there and it'll be a wonderful place for people to come see it uh you know if you will by invitation with the arnold and winnie palmer foundation folks the pga tour gives so much back to charity more than any other professional sport the arnold palmer invitational gives a lot back as well do they not Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we've like we've been doing this now. I guess we just finished our forty-second year of having the tournament here, and Mr. Palmer's been giving back for a long time. And then, obviously, here in Orlando, Mr. Palmer got involved with the hospital system here, and they ended up naming the the hospital the Arnold the Arnold Palmer Hospital for Children. And then later, Mrs. Palmer, after she passed, they um, named the Women and Children's Hospital there, the, the Winnie Palmer Hospital for Women and Children. So there's a big association with the hospitals there, but the giving doesn't just stop at the hospitals, but that is certainly one of the primary beneficiaries, if you will, of Mr. Palmer's philanthropy and, and what the, the foundation is doing now. The last time he flew from the West Coast to the East Coast, he was piloting the plane himself. Pete Luster, who was his... Uh, uh, his co-pilot was in the was in the the right seat. Mr. Palmer was in the left seat, and he had a few other people on the plane with him. And uh, it was pretty well known that that was going to be his last flight. And he had such a great rapport, if you will, with all the control towers around the country. I had the benefit of and the pleasure and uh, being in <clears throat> kneeling down behind him some of the flights and sitting in the chair behind him. And listening to the communication between the control tower folks and Mr. Palmer, they would say, um, you know, one Alpha Pop, is that you, uh, Mr. Palmer, are you in, this, in the plane? And he would acknowledge it. And so he had a great rapport with those. But that specific flight that you ask about, uh, he got uh, clear direct from uh, Palm Springs, from um, La Quinta, California straight to Orlando and that literally if you just put a pin on the map and draw a straight line to it that's kind of clear direct so I mean he it was a very quick flight I bet Citation 10 is the I believe it is the fastest non-military plane in the air so uh, it was quite a a flight but um, I think a lot of control tower people you know had had their opportunity to wish him well if I may what is one thing that that just sticks out in your mind about Mr. Palmer and how much he gave back to the game? Is that it? How much he related to the fans? Is that it? Well, I'd say a little of both, but the thing that that, uh, always uh, fascinated me is that he took the time to, when somebody would stop by the table, say we're having lunch here at the club at Bay Hill, and he would have his spot at his table and people would walk through. And for those who'd never seen Mr. Palmer, you'd watch their face eyes light up and they couldn't help themselves they'd walk over and say hi and he would stop and get up and shake their hand and say welcome to bay hill you know and just it could be anywhere too i mean we've uh, some of the travels we took and 
and some of the uh, the fans and uh, who would approach it probably not the very best time, but he would always take the time to say hello. That's amazing. This club, his vision goes on today, does it not? Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, what he started here when he acquired the club back in the early seventies, uh, and what where it's you know what he had then and where it is now. Uh, it's just an amazing golf course. Uh, location is pretty doggone unique in itself, having the Butler Chain of Lakes protecting to the west, but everything to the east is Orlando. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, you never know. We're sort of close to all the, the different worlds, if you will. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a great club. Uh, the history here is, is just fantastic. We've got a great membership, and they really appreciate what Mr. Palmer has done. And, and I'm you know, honored, if you will, to have the opportunity to be his son-in-law and be so involved here with my wife, Amy, here at Bay Hill. Well, Roy, I want to thank you for your hospitality when I came down and played in July. Thank you for sitting down with us here on From the Short Grass. And um, this is a magnificent golf course, and it was a treat to play, and it's been a treat to sit down and talk with you today. Well, thank you, Trey. I look forward to getting you back down here, bring your clubs next time, and we'll get Gus. But we, I think we have to wait till after the football he's season. He's got to get done with uh, recruiting. He's got that Once he's done country. with recruiting in February, he said he can get the clubs out. Yeah, he's got his day <laughs> job right now. But it's been a pleasure, uh, and I look forward to Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of SureLife products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at minnowsplus.com. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor his show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to From the Sortgrass. Minnows Plus is your one-stop shop for all things fishing. Bait and tank supplies, fish food, clothing, and footwear. You can find it all at minnowsplus.com. As I said earlier, no rules segment this week because I wanted to bring you all of the interview with Roy Saunders, and I hope you will go and play Bay Hill and stay at the lodge and enjoy it. You will not be able to walk anywhere on the property and not be reminded of Mr. Palmer and the impact he made on the game of golf. Speaking of making an impact on the game of golf, you can make an impact by volunteering at the Jackson T. Stevens Cup that will be held at the Elotion Club October 17th through the 20th. Go to StevensCup.com to find out more information. The Arkansas State Golf Association Players of the Year races have come to a close. Congratulations to Junior Girls Player of the Year, Anna Kate Nichols of Little Rock. I know her father, Joey, is ecstatic about that. The Junior Boys Player of the Year comes from Cabot. Carson Stevens wins it. The Women's Masters Player of the Year is Pat Elliott of Hot Springs. The Women's Super Senior Player of the Year is Pam Evans of Maumelle. The Senior Women's Player of the Year is Kim Robinson of Hot Springs. 
the mid-amateur women's player of the year, Kathleen Paffernoth of Rogers, and your player of the year in the women's division, Nora Phillips of Hot Springs. In the men's master's division, it's a familiar name. Bill Rents of Cabot ran away with the title this year. Super senior men's player of the year, Bob Brooks of Bella Vista Village, won by five points over Cal Campbell of Hot Springs. In the senior men's division, Gordy McEwen of Little Rock took home the player of the year title again. Kyle Thompson took home the men's mid-amateur player of the year. He's from Hot Springs Village. And the amateur player of the year in the state of Arkansas, Tyler Reynolds of Rogers. Congratulations to all of the Arkansas State Golf Association Players of the Year. I leave you with two golf quotes in this episode. Putting is like wisdom, partly a natural gift and partly the accumulation of experience. That is from the king, Mr. Arnold Palmer. And this from Jack Nicholas. Arnold's place in history will be as the man who took golf from being a game for the few to a sport for the masses. He was the catalyst who made that happen. Our thanks again to Roy Saunders for taking time out of his busy schedule to spend some time with us. You can make reservations at Bay Hill on the web at bayhill.com or call them at 888-422-9445. I hope you have a great round the next time you are on the course. And remember to repair your ball marks and a couple of more, and I will see you from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. From the Short Grass is brought to you by MinnowsPlus.com and Blackman Auctions. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.